0: From the Sports and Recreation Center on the campus of the College of Staten Island, it's time for the Dolphin Pod, the official College of Staten Island Athletics podcast. With your host, David Pizzuto. Smith with a wide open, Polinkovich to our left. Polinkovich one-on-one
1: against Lake Happiness and in. Versada Polinkovich from Narmina Brocic, all sprung off the little tap
0: in the backfield by Laval. A great 1-2-3 punch for the Dolphins, and they're up 1-0. And Joseph Foreman. And the
2: 2-2 is headed out to left center, and if that one gets to the wall, this game could be over. Cutting it off is Windsor. It gets away from him. Here comes Miola, The relay throw to the plate. Not in time, and the Dolphins win it in the bottom half of the ninth inning. A walk-off RBI double off the bat of John Pomerico, and the Dolphins win it 2-1. to
0: In-depth stories, reviews, and previews, interviews, and so much more. It's all right here. And now, for the Dolphin Pod, here are your hosts, Dave and Joe.
1: And welcome to the Dolphin Pod, right here on CSIDolphins.com. Today is Friday, November 29th, 2019. Hope everybody had a great Uh, Thanksgiving holiday and we are right back to CSI Athletics on this Friday for you here at the Dolphin Pod. Got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, Lisa French and Anita Romano will be joining us from the Macaulay Honors College right here at CSI. Uh, They're doing some terrific work uh, just across campus, and we're happy to feature them. And uh, we also have uh, some sports to get you caught up on. And, of course, a big week ahead for CSI as well. Uh, Joe, exciting show. Another exciting week of CSI athletics.
2: I'm definitely excited for our conversation with Anita and Lisa. Hopefully we'll learn quite a bit about a Macaulay honors program that you and I have spoken about before, but a program that we'd like to become a bit more familiar with. We know a lot from what our student athletes have told us, some of the success stories from them, being a part of that program but hopefully we'll learn a lot more today and our viewers will also learn a lot more and get some insight into the inner workings of the macaulay honors college
1: most definitely we're excited to sit down with them in just a few minutes but before that let's get you caught up on what you may have missed here at the college of staten island it's time now for the weekly rewind
2: it's now time to rewind the week your look back into the week that was at csi with the weekly rewind here is joe foreman Men's and women's basketball hosted a doubleheader at the tank last Saturday with the women taking on Division II post-university and the men facing Division III Johnson and Wales University. In the early game, the CSI women fell to the Eagles by a final score of 84-61 in a game where the Dolphins once again struggled shooting the ball. With the loss, the Dolphins' losing skid to open the season extended to four games. On the men's side, CSI improved to 2 and 3 on the season and a perfect 2 and 0 at the tank with a 75-57 win over Johnson and Wales. 20-point performances from Adiola Latunji and Rigo Destim led the way for CSI in a game which saw the Dolphins shoot over 51% from beyond the arc. Last up on the schedule this week was Tuesday night's women's basketball game at New York Tech which saw the Dolphins fall to 0 and 5 with a 66-48 defeat. It was once again a struggle shooting for the Dolphins in their first ever meeting with fellow ECC member New York Tech as the Dolphins remain in search of their first win this season. Lastly, CSI Athletics announced two new hires this week as Vincent Gangemi joins his brother Andrew on the cross-country track and field coaching staff. Also, Jackie Bruno was named head coach of women's soccer and equipment manager for CSI Athletics. Her start date will be on December 5th.
1: All right. Thank you, Joe. And uh, obviously, we'll start first by uh, talking about the men's basketball team. After three straight losses to open the season, uh, they come aboard with two wins, both at the at the tank here at the College of Staten Island. Uh, Great shooting performances all around. Last week, uh, Adiola Latunji eclipsed the 1000 point mark. He continues his hot hand. and Like you mentioned, Joe, it was a barrage of three pointers that really uh, did Johnson and Wales in.
2: It was a tremendous shooting performance for the College of Staten Island in that game. And from outside, it was most notably Rigo Destim getting it done from long range. He connected on six three-pointers in that game for the College of Staten Island, as I mentioned before. Finished with 20 points. It was a tremendous effort from Rigo. And we have to say, we all liked his soundbite at the end of the Mm -hmm. game, mentioning how his team looks to defend Victory Boulevard, also known as the Tank here at the College of Staten Island. So we've taken on many different names here at CSI Athletics for our building, but it's great to see the Dolphins taking pride in defending their home floor
1: yeah absolutely and i can almost picture welcome to victory boulevard uh splashing across our gym at some point uh those words maybe replacing that banner on the far side so uh you know definitely something that uh uh, you know a tagline that's sticking and uh and it's nice to see the dolphins sticking their shots in and uh and beating a very good division three side in johnson and wales uh we knew that was going to be a test uh Turning the page, Joe, to women's basketball, obviously a tough start that has now, uh, you know, bled into a couple of more uh, losses this past week. Uh, the Dolphins Division Three slate that starts uh, next week uh, can't come soon enough. They've hit some hard times, um, you know, offensively. They struggle to score it at times. They're losing the rebounding war. And there's just a lot of growing pains right now happening for women's basketball.
2: Yeah, there have been some issues so far early on in the season. I mentioned the poor shooting right now. The numbers for the season from the field and just shy of 24% from downtown for women's basketball. Definitely numbers they would like to improve on. They're losing the rebound battle by an average of seven boards per game. And Turnovers have also been a problem. They've committed 23 turnovers per game while only forcing 19. And In the past, we've seen the Dolphins play a harassing full-court press defense, a lot more so under Tim Shanahan than under Nicole Sarcone. But under Sarcone last year, the defense was very solid. It's continued to force turnovers and win that turnover battle. That hasn't been the case early this year, of course, due in part, to facing some very tough competition early on. The Dolphins have struggled early in the season, but you mentioned the Division Three slate upcoming, and hopefully they can get things right come that time. Though last year we did see the Dolphins play some very competitive games against the CUNYAC along the way as well, so there should be some more entertaining Division II versus Division Three basketball for the College of Staten Island moving forward. But big matchups still looming against Malloy College and against Mount St. Mary following up a pair of CUNYAC games against CCNY and Medgar Evers. There's still a mix of games left against CUNYAC and non-CUNYAC teams. Should be interesting to see how the Dolphins respond after an 0-5 start.
1: Yeah, so the Dolphins are in a little bit of a hole there on the women's side, but hoping to kind of uh, rebound. That starts with uh, a A couple of games next week and, of course, uh, with play picking up uh, towards uh, January and February, obviously, more so than that. So uh, why don't we uh, take a look at what's coming next week? A lot of basketball to be played. We'll mix in some swimming as well. Let's take a look now at the weekly
2: preview. The Dolphin Pod now brings you what's on tap at CSI with the weekly preview. Get in the game. Here's what's happening.
1: All right, coming up uh, for the Dolphins, uh, play will uh, begin this weekend, uh, tomorrow on Saturday, November 30th. Both the women's and men's basketball teams will be in action in separate places. The women's basketball team will be at their Crosstown Division I rivals, Wagner College. That will take place at the Spiro Center up at Grimes Hill. Uh, Tip-off time, 1 o'clock, and then at the very same time, right here at the Tank, The College of Staten Island men's basketball team will welcome in St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, That tip-off at the tank, 1 p.m. as well uh, for the men. So big basketball happening uh, right here on Staten Island on Saturday. Uh, Play then resumes on Tuesday, December 3rd, where the women's and men's basketball teams will tip off the CUNY portion of their respective seasons right here at the tank, Women's basketball against CCNY at 5.30. And then the men's basketball team with an approximate 7.30 tip-off time. Part of a CSI versus CCNY doubleheader on Tuesday, December 3rd. And rounding out the week on Thursday, uh, December 5th, um, it will be women's uh, swimming and men's swimming at Lehman College. That will take place at the Bronx. At 6 p.m. start time there, always a good meet between CSI and Lehman, and that will bring us to next week's show, uh, December 6, where we also have a lot going on uh, with basketball and track and field will also be starting. So, uh, Joe, plenty of basketball to keep our eyes on. Of course, big tests for the basketball teams on the weekend against Division One and Division Two opponents, and then the Division then the Division Three schedule really starts to take place, and that starts uh, on
2: Tuesday next. Well, you mentioned the matchup for men's basketball against St. Thomas Aquinas. Those two teams have faced each other once before. It was over 40 years ago, in 1979. <laughs> the Dolphins winning that game by a final score of 87-82. So the Dolphins have the victory in the lone meeting between those two sides. The Spartans will be looking to even the all-time series in the game on Saturday. They come in ranked number 18, I believe, as of the start of the day. On Monday, they have suffered a loss since those rankings were released against Dominican at home. So I don't think the rankings will change before Saturday, but they have suffered a loss since they were placed 18th on the poll of the top 25 teams. And as for the women, you mentioned a tough matchup looming against Wagner College. We've seen them compete with that team before. I believe it was two years ago here at the Tank, a season opening game for the Dolphins. They just came up short in that one. The game not nearly as close last year when the two teams met. So we'll see how Saturday plays out. I don't think that's the game the Dolphins can look at as a get-right game. It's going to be a tough game against Wagner College, to say the least. But against CCNY, both the men's and women's team have found success in recent memory. For the women, it is eight straight victories against the Beavers. And for the men, I think it's more than that. I'll have to double-check. That might even be the men with eight straight. It is the men with eight straight. The women have also had great success against the Beavers. For them, it is six straight. So both the men's and women's basketball teams have had great success against CCNY, and we'll see if that can continue. As the game last year for the women played on January 19th, so earlier this year, last season, was only a five point Dolphin victory, so a very competitive game on the women's side in the last meeting, and on the men's side, it was a 15 point victory for the College of Staten Island. And lastly, you mentioned swimming and diving. It's been a strong start to the season for both the men and women. Excited to see them get back in the pool. Unfortunately, It won't be here. They won't be back at the tank until January 11th, but again, a strong start for them. It's been exciting to watch them.
1: Yeah, and they're they're looking to bounce back after a couple of uh, losses in a row for the women against Hunter and Baruch. They'll look to get back on track uh, in CUNY play against Lehman, and of course the Dolphins dropping a a very thin uh, matchup on the men's side to Baruch as well. Uh, They're also looking to get back in the win column, and that's always a very tough uh, meet. Lehman usually comes in with a lot of swimmers, so We'll see how that how that plays out. And for the men's basketball team, uh, you, uh, you mentioned that meet that uh, that meeting 40 years ago, obviously nobody on either team remembers that one. But this is going to be a really good litmus test for the Dolphins because uh, stack obviously is one of the more powerful ECC schools year in and year out. So this will give the Dolphins, you know, a pretty good look at what the class of their future conference looks like and, of course, what they'll need to contend with in the future. So definitely something to keep our eye on.
2: Definitely. You mentioned that St. Thomas Aquinas often considered the class of the East Coast Conference in men's basketball. They were in the ECC championship game every year for each of the last six, I believe, until last year. They won it in 16, 17, and 18, were in the championship game in 14 and 15 last year was the first year the ECC championship was played without St. Thomas Aquinas participating since 2013 so certainly a lot of success for that program I mentioned the national ranking of the Spartans before certainly be a good test for the Dolphins to see just how far they have to go and hopefully they're there already but we will see on Saturday should be an entertaining game one that I'm excited to watch
1: absolutely so that pretty much wraps up the week that was and the week upcoming several of the athletes that are competing uh, this week and into next week are part of the Macaulay Honors College. And that's uh, the entity that we will be focus on focusing on uh, as we will welcome in Anita and Lisa coming on to the broadcast right after this commercial break. So stay with us. You are listening to The Dolphin Pod right here on CSIDolphins.com. You're listening to The Dolphin Pod
2: right here on CSIDolphins.com.
3: champions know how to seize opportunities when they see moments of greatness unfold right before their eyes they push as hard as they possibly can and then they push harder because the heart of a champion never settles never quits and never stops giving its all we are champions we are division two we go big we give it everything we've got and we win on the field, on our campuses, in our communities, for our causes, in our careers. We rise to become champions in everything we do. We are Division II and there are no limits here. We make our time count. We set our own path. We become champions on our terms. It's time to up your game because we're here to play and learn. But most importantly, we're here to discover ourselves. Our vision, our heart, our drive to achieve every goal we aim for because we want to be champions at the highest level, life. At Division II, the opportunities are here. Are you ready?
2: Welcome back to the Dolphin Pod right here on CSIDolphins.com. And welcome back to the Dolphin
1: Pod right here on CSI dolphins.com. Whatever day of the week, whatever time of day you're listening to us, we are broadcasting live today on November 29th, 2019. It's time for our featured segment of the podcast. Joe and I are being joined by uh, Macaulay Honors College uh, Administrative Director Lisa French and Program Director... Anita Romano. So, uh, ladies, welcome to the show. This is a first for us uh, <laughs> sitting down with with two representatives um, here at the College of Staten Island, talking about some of the excellent things that are going on here on campus. So, Lisa and Anita, thank you for joining us.
4: Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, glad to be here.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, for those people who really aren't familiar with Macaulay Honors College and and um, and you specifically, um, if you could just tell people what exactly it is that you do here at the College of Staten Island and and uh, perhaps how long you've been doing it.
4: Uh, My name is Lisa French, as was already stated, but I am the administrative director of the Macaulay Honors College at the College of Staten Island. I started in higher education back in 2000, 2001 over at Brooklyn College. I did some work at College Now. I was the assistant to the dean at Brooklyn College and then made my way to the Isle of Staten over here and and have been here now for 14 years. So I, I advise, I I work with financial aid and the, and the bursar's office, registrar's office, to help make the program run smoothly.
5: Excellent. Okay, and I'm Anita Romano. I'm the program manager. My past is actually more in the business and technology side. I have a past in... Uh, I've worked in Credit Suisse first, Boston and went with and with Accenture and I've also worked in the um, uh, counseling center here at CSI working with students who are having some difficulty uh, maintaining their grades and then later on joined the Macaulay Honors College, which I'm very plas- pleased to have uh, been with for about over 10 years.
1: Terrific. Well, that's great. It's, obviously great to have you. Um, a lot of people who are intimately involved with our program understand what the Maca- Macaulay Honors College is, and obviously we have some students who are who are members of the college. But for those that are unfamiliar, for those who are just catching on to CSI, especially in our move uh, to Division II, who might not know what the initials MHC stands for, <laughs> uh, what is the work that you do uh, for MHC, and what exactly is Macaulay Honors College? So
4: M- Macaulay Honors College is the Honors College of the City University of New York. It's, it's it's located on eight campuses, including the College of Staten Island, and most campuses, I think all campuses, have local honors programs that are also you know of, of excellent quality, but this is the, the top of the top. It's located, uh, as I said, on, on eight different campuses, one campus at least in every borough, and it, it was designed by former Chancellor Goldstein to attract the, the best and brightest or to retain the best and brightest in New York City, and the students work in you know, within a small cohort model, and Really form a, a tight network of of scholars and friends. I am lucky to be able to advise this group of of students and really get to know them over the course of of the four years. And as administrator, help connect them to the resources and and act as liaison with the resources. Because as you know, CUNY can can be big and sometimes overwhelming. And it, it's this I'm sort of the intermediary to make sure everything goes smoothly.
5: Uh, Just to add to what I do at Macaulay, I'm currently uh, managing the admissions process which we're about to um, look at very closely because our deadline to apply is December 2nd. Um, I also work with students very closely on their professional development. We work with students in developing resumes, cover letters, talking a lot about life after college even as freshmen, working on having them get involved in leadership activities, community service, and internships.
2: Well, speaking of admissions, for those who may not already be students here at the College of Staten Island, how accessible is the Macaulay Honors College to students right now, and how do you go about advertising that to high schools who may be thinking about coming here?
5: Well, we do have a fairly robust team here at the College of Staten Island at, and at Macaulay Central who are recruiting actively, and we know that the coaches do recruit as well. We are on, online. Our website is um, csi.cuny.edu backslash honorscollege for the Macaulay at CSI, and um, the Macaulay Honors, you can just search Macaulay Honors College for the the general um, CUNY program as well. Um, We also have a Twitter, Macaulay CSI Twitter, and Macaulay CSI Instagram if you want to find out a little bit more about our daily life.
2: (laughs) And I think a big question that a lot of those students may be considering entering the program or coming here as a Macaulay Honors College student may be, what are some of the academic parameters for gaining entry into the program, and how selective is the program?
5: Well um we're we're fairly selective because we are looking for students who are going to be comfortable with the requirements of the program. Uh, students need to maintain a 3.3 GPA for the first 3 semesters and a 3.5 after that, which is really reasonably high as honors pro- programs go. So um last year for example the mid the 25% 75% range for the SAT was 1330 to 1430. So there are some higher and some lower, but that's still a, a, a strong group of, academic, of students. Uh, the ACT range would be around a 29-32 for the 25%, uh, 75%. Particularly, we're looking for students who have the 90 average in high school because that shows a body of work over the course of three years of being academically engaged, for sure. And you know, we also consider students extracurriculars, like sports and the arts, um, leadership, community engagement, recommendations, and there are two essays that students do have to submit. We do not, uh, we don't, do not do require SAT-2s or AP scores to be submitted at this time.
1: Great. So, so really it's that high school average that kind yes. of incorporates their entire academic portfolio. And exactly. They're the, they're the test score. So, you know, obviously being a part of an honors college is, is, you know, such prestige and it. it that in itself and graduating from an honors college obviously has its perks, but you know, what are some of the perks of being in, in, in Macaulay honors college specifically when they get, when they get here?
4: Well, a New York state residents have a tuition free guarantee. Um, and that's with no paybacks. This is not a loan situation. Um, and, you know, of course you can get a laptop, but the, those are the, the financial perks that draw people in. I, I think when students leave, what, what they remember is that they belong to a strong cohort of honor students, that they have really networked and made a close community of, of scholars. And it sounds like I'm bragging, but the, the advisement is really important. A really strong developmental I- advisement it helps keep students graduating in four years because they are required to graduate in, in four years. Um, and it keeps them on track. It makes them, it helps them make, Interesting, creative academic choices, not necessarily boilerplate, uh, but helps them grow uh, as scholars. They get priority registration, although athletes get that too, I know. Um, They have an opportunities fund, which helps to support unpaid internships and helps to support study abroad. That could be, you know, the minimum that everyone... Gets is fifteen hundred dollars but there are opportunities for enhanced grants of, of up to five thousand dollars so we really encourage study abroad and being you know good engaged global citizens
1: yeah and that's and that's you know truly one of the excellent things about macaulay honors is that so much more than just the classroom and what and what kids are learning and obviously you know what they're getting out of their out of their coursework it's that networking it's that ability right. once they graduate to kind of have that built-in support mm-hmm. system still working for them
5: Uh, And speaking about networking, uh, we have a lot of great networking between Macaulay students of the different colleges within Mm. CUNY and also with alumni. Macaulay uh, at Central, which is at 67th Street near Lincoln Center, where there's a townhouse donated by Mr. Macaulay. Um, (laughs) So that's that's a, a location where students from all eight Macaulay schools can get together and they can have the opportunity to meet the admissions officers from numerous medical schools, have different alums come back and talk to them about their career and their path and even be contact points for them in applying.
1: Terrific. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, getting into the program is is uh, you know it's tough, obviously, to meet to meet some of the parameters. But then um, there's a lot expected of them when they are here, mm-hmm. uh, and some of those expectations. So, uh, what are the expectations of some students in, who are in the program? What's their typical day to day look like? How does that set them apart from your common student?
4: Well, the students do, as Anita mentioned earlier, in the first three semesters they need to achieve a three point three, which is a B plus each of the semesters, and then a 3.5 thereafter, which is like that magical point between like a B plus and an A minus. So I don't know what it actually is, but it's cum laude. Um, They are required to do at least 30 hours of community service. We really would like students to do more. You know, one light the night walk is wonderful, but if they could get involved in uh, ongoing research or or work in the community that's really impactful to them, we would prefer that kind of engagement. Um, They are required to attend what we call common events with all the 8 campuses so it isn't just Staten Island as your campus the city is your campus and the city university is your campus so at freshman year they start off in early September having night at the museum where they literally close down the brooklyn museum and only Macaulay students. We have yet to see, you know, any t-rex, T-Rexes come to life. But they, but they do have a good time. They get to go out. They get to hang out with all, all the eight campuses, and that's consistent through the first two years. And then there are opportunities to engage after that. But they're required <laughs> to engage in the first two years. Um, I run a, a series of first-year college workshops that help prepare college readiness in the in the first semester. And then in the second semester, we partner with a career center and do resume writing, business etiquette, interviewing skills, and those sorts of things. And of course, Anita's right there to supplement that with a lot of workforce development and consistent over time, very creative um, resume writing. Not creative is in untrue, but how to best word these things to get give you the best prospects. We have a student right now who just got a, an internship that was meant for juniors and seniors, and he's a sophomore because we were able to kind of parlay his his skills on that resume. Uh, and that starts in the freshman year workshop series. Um, the students are required to take a series of interdisciplinary honor seminars. They are once a semester for each of their first uh, two years, and every student takes the same seminar. Now, not on the same campus by the same faculty person, but everybody takes the arts in New York City, the people of New York City science and technology in New York City and shaping the future of New York City. So obviously, we also have a very significant New York City focus because we see New York City as a classroom and also New York City as part of our community. So we encourage the students to engage in that way as well.
2: Over at com, we obviously focus a lot on athletics, but some of our newer content includes some human interest stories, one of which is the story of our women's soccer player, Natalia Sandor, and her own business. So yeah. that's a great success story, story for one of our athletes. And since your time at CSI, what are some of the great success stories of some of your students in the Macaulay Honors College?
5: Well, we have uh, so many, where to begin, I tried to make a list, went on to several pages, I had to gain control over it, but just a a few highlights, one of the Richmond County Assistant District Attorneys um, is a Macaulay alum, he had previously attended Cornell Law School. Uh, We have many, many students in medical school and in MD-PhD programs, that's a program where students can attend medical school for free and they get their PhD in addition. We have uh, students in the tech field walking out with six-figure compensation packages and winning multiple hackathons when they're here, um, students starting up their own businesses. We're seeing that actually more and more. We have one student from, uh, who is a triple major in finance, accounting, and economics who it works for Moody's Investor Services, and they actually the CFA, he's a chartered financial analyst, The CFA Institute created an award for him, (laughs) called the CFA Institute Inaugural Global Outstanding Leader Award, because he has done so much to promote the industry with young people. And he comes back to CSI every every year with some really high-ranking CFAs and networks with four hundred students one night a year.
4: And that's Um, not just Macaulay students. Macaulay students are part of the college community as well, and so he comes back and works with the business school to reach all students.
5: Right. We have numerous students in big four accounting firms. like PricewaterhouseCoopers and Ernst & Young, with we have some students who have decided they want to expand their careers beyond the New York City borders. And some of them, I have an engineer working with Duke Energy in North Carolina, another student doing electrical engineering research in Austin, Texas. We have students working for Disney in Orlando. So we have a a national scope in addition to obviously being focused as well on, on New York City. Um, should I go on? <laughs> I guess the bottom line is we're very proud of our students. Uh, students of all majors are very, very successful. One of our international relations majors is um, a VP with City Foundation, which is the nonprofit arm of Citibank.
2: That's great. <laughs> and I think you definitely touched on my next question, but we'll see if there's anything you have left to add. <laughs> there's quite a list there. In-, in athletics, we have great ties to our alumni. And- many of them, and if not all of them that I've met, feel a lasting connection with the College of Staten Island. And You mentioned some of the opportunities for Macaulay Honors College students to connect with other Macaulay Honors College students and some networking opportunities that you just mentioned where alumni come back and work with the college student population. And Do you find that Macaulay Honors College alumni share that same lasting connection with the program in most cases as many of our athletes feel here with athletics?
4: For sure. I, I, I have never called up, and I, I did literally do this last week. I have a, a student who... Got an interview to Albert Einstein's MD/PhD program that we were just talking about, and and fortunately, fortunately, this guy he's a little older, so I can still Facebook him. But I, you know, I Facebooked an alum and said who, who just graduated and is getting placed in residency from Albert Einstein's MD/PhD program, and said, would you mind if I gave your email address to this current student and she can ask you a few questions? And he, of course, said yes. And I've never. Found an alum who didn't say yes to that kind of, of thing, and what I but what I find fascinating, and I don't know if I should be revealing this on the air, but during the undergraduate years, there's a little bit of you know competition between the campuses. We all think we're the best, um, and so there there have been Macaulay Olympicses that got quite contentious. CSI we we win a lot, and we're very small, so people get mad. Um, but post graduation, what's fascinating to me is. That kind of campus loyalty gets erased, and people will literally look through sets of resumes. I mean, I've had again alum stories where they said, oh, I just was flipping through to find the Macaulay name," and they're not looking at Macaulay CSI or Macaulay Hunter; they're looking at Macaulay. So you not only have this CSI network, which is tight knit, as we're saying, and 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 carefully you know curated to to help our our students, but you have the entire network of all the Macaulay alums from. All of the almost 20 years now of the, the program, um, it's very exciting that you can, that the name's really out there in an impactful way.
5: Uh, our alumni also enjoy coming back to help us interview the mo- the strongest candidates for admission. Uh, last in the last couple of years, we've had over thirty alums participating in the program, and some of us have emailed us already that they're ready to come back and um, sit with us and and meet some of the uh, the strongest applicants as well, which is amazing because then an applicant can actually see. Somebody who's actually been through the program and they can, they can talk face-to-face about their own career trajectory and, and how they felt about the program. Uh, we also hold alumni reunions several times a year and we have um, had some well, tech meetups where our alums who are working in technology now come back and are actually giving words to wi- of wisdom to the undergrads as how they can start preparing from freshman year on to be successful.
1: Yeah, great. I know just hearing some of these success stories that you're sharing and then obviously hearing about the alumni and giving back kind of already uh, know the answer to this question. (laughs) But but we'll ask it anyway, just so we can highlight is, you know, we have several athletes that double as Macaulay honors college students. And, you know, what 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 impresses us is just how dynamic some student athletes can be you know, coming into college at the high school level, they they juggle academics, they juggle their sport, the field of play, and a lot of times, full-time responsibilities outside of school altogether, whether whether it's, you know, helping their families, whether it's carrying full-time jobs, uh, you know, et cetera, caring for younger siblings. Do you feel that many of your students have that same kind of diverse portfolio outside of the, uh, you know, academic run, whether it's community service and jobs, et cetera?
5: Sure, sure. Our students are very, very engaged. Um- with the, the scholar athletes are doing more than athletics and academics. For example, they're doing high-level research. We've had um, athletes who run their own tutoring companies who are um, community servants active in, in, in their community right now. Um, who, for example, Natalia that you mentioned, um, not only is running her own company, but she's the founder and president of the Sustainability Club on campus, which is one of the most active campus and was, uh, has been a member of the Women in Technology, the Whitney Program, which is founded by Macaulay Central, that specifically supports women in computer science. Wow,
1: oh, yeah. terrific. Um, you know, obviously, we, we talked about the Macaulay Honors College and some of the demands that are placed on on the students when they come in and obviously to stay in the program. And it sounds like there's already a, a network of support from from advising and you know, obviously sitting with each student to to that rapport that they share uh, together. But what are some of the um, what are some of the mechanisms that you have in place to make sure that students who are entering Macaulay Honors uh, find success once they're here? Yeah.
4: I mean, we we do want students to be successful. We're not one of these programs that says, like, look right, look left, one of you won't be here at the end. You know, we're not looking to cut. We want to graduate everybody who comes. But some students find college really challenging. In fact, a lot of students find college really challenging. It is a very different experience than high school. And so the the first year can, can be really tricky. So that's one of the reasons we have those college, you know, preparation workshops uh, Anita runs a, a tutoring program where students volunteer. Macaulay students volunteer to tutor Macaulay classes so that you're not just, you know, getting a chem tutor. You're getting an honors chem tutor. Uh, and they they look to do that. Um, I think the collaborative cohort is really important. I watch my my engineers always and the freshman engineers in Macaulay. They take calculus based physics. They take the chem. and well, Not chem thankfully uh calc one and calc two and it's really it really is hard and i as i joke with them when they first come in I said, a little like hazing you know don't 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 tell the, the top but i watch them band together as a real team um doesn't matter where they came from male female whatever they they all work together there's this little tiny study room in the lounge which is actually a really great resource of of community and socializing but also um tutoring and there's whiteboards all over and I'll come in in the morning and I'll, and it's almost beautiful because all these whiteboards are, are filled with things that I have no idea what they mean. and But I know those students were there working together until 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night because our lounge is open from 8 in the morning till 10 or 11 and later during finals week. And they really are there that late. They really are there working together. But working together is so much less isolating. So if you can have, you know, some chips and a pizza over your Calc 2 and Physics 2, it's it, it, Makes it that much more tolerable, and you kind of feel like you're in it together, and they help each other. One of one of my favorite things about our program, you know, you hear you hear stories. I don't find lots of the name names, but like NYU and Stony Brook, and they're you know these huge classrooms, and students don't get any kind of personalized attention. That's not us at all. All our classes are small, Um, and in addition to that, you know, I've heard specifically NYU, so now they're going to be mad at me. But um, there's sort of this kind of cutthroat attitude, like if you have this 250-seat organic chemistry lab and only a certain number of students can get A's, and if you get an A, I don't get an A, and there's like a real sharp elbow kind of approach. And we're not that. We We do encourage our students to be competitive. They're honor students. They like shiny prizes. They like to, to run around. But I say it's, it's like playing a game on one-on-one in your backyard. While you're playing that game, you're out to get that guy. You're going to win. You're going to score the baskets. You're going to do whatever you're going to do. But when you're done, you high-five, you go get pizza. And that is the kind of environment that we want to do. We want our students to challenge each other, but support each other and really be there for each other. And I have seen that time and time again, biochemistry is another, you know, real rough course, and watching students who are finding it, you know, more accessible really help their classmates that are not is a wonderful thing to see, because they're all going to try to get into med school in a year, and they're not looking to knock each other out. They're looking to bring each other along.
2: I think you just touched upon a lot of what was included in my next question. You mentioned the individualized attention that a lot of our students get here, and how the students work together, progressing through the program. How big is the typical incoming class, and is it common for students who enter the Macaulay Honors College together in the same year to progress through the program together over the course of four years or however long they spend here at the College of Staten Island? And you mentioned, Lisa, much like a one on one in basketball, <laughs> I to what you were saying, and maybe of an incoming freshman class that progresses through our athletics program together for four years. Is that something that's common in the Macaulay Honors
5: College? Well, In terms of the size of the program, we typically accept roughly 70 students per year in anticipation of an ultimately enrolling a class of 40. So we have a pretty high yield, that's, I think that's better than Cornell actually, so people <laughs> who get in tend to really like to come here. Um, we are our students spend a lot of time together the first 2 years because a lot of the classes they're taking are at the honors level and so they're going to get to know each other very very well for the for the first 2 years we have a very high retention rate so students who begin the program typically end the program mm-hmm. with us as well and that's very very important to us um something we work very hard to to ensure once students are in junior and senior year they're going to take classes with um, in their major. So they're going to meet other people as well, which you you need to, you know, uh, especially because we have a smaller class and you would have very, very small classes (laughs) (laughs) if you only had two people in biochem and and three in business and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, it's good to have that great foundation with your cohort. You are still going to stay in the lounge together. You're still going to be as a junior, Lisa set up this great program, the juniors mentor, the freshmen. So that it's building back through the other classes too. You're not only knowing your own class; you're knowing different classes within the lounge as well. Um, so again, we have great retention. We have great outcomes. I and I think um,
4: even. Even when you don't see, sometimes I'll see students who haven't seen each other for a while. They're like they don't have their seminars one, two, three, and four, and so it's been, you know, a, a, a couple months. And they, but the big hugs that come around when somebody comes into the lounge and like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in this long time. Um, but what I also find interesting is as these students do branch out and meet other very bright, you know, CSI students. They'll start to bring them into the lounge, so sometimes there's some familiar faces that were not admitted to our program that spend a lot of time in our lounge because they they bring their study groups they bring their teams of other high achieving students into the into the fold with them and and so it's not like macaulay is is this snooty on the top of the hill we don't want people around if if people are there and they're studying and they're working in, in T- together we, we think that's fantastic and we had a, a team you can t- speak to this better than I but um, who created software and algorithm that helped identify uh, veterans uh, likelihood for suicide or suicidal thoughts and they, that was a team of, of a Verrazano student and several macaulay students and and so they they work together and they do find people within their within the local college communities that they, that they work with and um, I just I think that's a, a very nice kind of symbiotic relationship.
2: And we're very aware of some of the great services that the Macaulay Honors College provides our students and how, in many cases, it helps breed some of the characteristics that make for a very dedicated and successful athlete, and we've heard of many success stories of Macaulay Honors College students here in athletics and some of our student athletes enrolled in the college. How does it make you feel personally when you see groups of Macaulay Honors College students thriving in athletics as well and being involved in achieving success on the field of play?
5: Yeah. We're incredibly proud of our students' accomplishments in the classroom and outside of the classroom. We think that the the characteristics that you learn in athletics is is great. The teamwork, the dedication, reliability, wanting to win <laughs> <laughs> these are all good <laughs> qualities, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, well, we think of it as say, perhaps academic and uh, career success that in our in, in relationships. Yeah, <laughs>
4: I, it's really worth waking up in the morning. I I don't. I sometimes I'm afraid I, m- I make the joke I, I, that that I'm like some kind of Greek gods are going to come smite me with with a, a lightning bolt because I, I like going to work. I, I like my job. I'm. It, it's it's not that there's not a day that I'm a little happy. There was a blackout and I, I didn't have to come in. But I I. I really appreciate what I'm able to do, you know, and and students will come in and say, I'm sorry to bother you. I'm like, they actually pay me, you know, so you don't have to be sorry. This is this is what I this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But it's it's really a joy to get to know them over four years. It's very much a privilege uh, to help develop people and they come in they're 17 18 years old they're kids i know we're supposed to call them students and everything but they're kids and then they leave and they go make more money than me and and but then and so it's it's an amazing thing to watch them on on that journey and certainly cheesy as it is there's i have there been students who who have worked with who have overcome many things and they get into medical school and i and i cry like i'm like i'm a parent or something and it, it makes me really really proud and, and happy and privileged to be able to be there
1: yeah our our conversation is kind of confirming what what we've already suspected and that is that we share so many parallels uh you know not only in the you know um How dynamic our students are, but also our approach to our work. You know, there isn't a day that goes by that we don't look forward to coming in. I always tell people that my worst day is probably better than
4: the best day. Yeah. And
1: and and seriously, it is a joy to come in and to watch our kids uh, succeed in that way. Uh, But we all, you know, we all have challenges in our in our profession as well. And I know working in athletics for twenty plus years, I think one of the biggest challenges that I've seen. that we've overcome on this campus specifically is this is this concept that exists worldwide, and that is the the dumb jock mentality mm. of uh, you are very good in athletics, so therefore it's kind of a given that you struggle in the classroom or that you don't give athlet or you don't give your academics as much attention. And it is a stigma that we work really hard in athletics to kind of overcome. Now, our Macaulay Honors College students help us mm. in
4: that <laughs> conversation
1: for sure, and there are plenty of others who achieve so much over 50% of our student athlete body is up, is up over a three zero, And then we have like almost 40% that's over a 3.2. So mm-hmm. we're very proud of that. But do you find those kind of challenges in your community as well like this, telling the story of perhaps how dynamic some of your students, your top quality students are away from the classroom, That that you're not just a house on the hill, that you're not just brains, that there's more to it than that?
4: Yeah, for sure. I I think that there's there is a sense that they're entitled to something or that they all came from elite backgrounds. And our our population is really mixed. There are there are students that came from elite backgrounds, but there are also students who are the first in their families, you know, to go to college. They they're, they're they struggle financially. They may work jobs, which we prefer they didn't do. We'd like them to work on campus, but they may work outside jobs um, in order to help pay rents, some very basic things. And and so we we struggle with this, you know, honors education is merititious and, and elitist. Uh, and I, I really do think that it's important to see what the students do. Uh, for the campus community, how engaged they really are. You know, they're in student government, they're on teams, they're they're involved in their communities, sometimes their religious communities, sometimes their local political communities, but they're really constantly engaging in on Staten Island and just how much the, how much value they bring to the campus and the community, not just being a lucky group of kids that gets a Mac computer.
1: Definitely, and, and you know, I know, especially with our with our recruiting efforts, more and more those campus visits that kids are taking, they're they're being accompanied by their parents uh, much of the time, and a lot of the questions are geared towards you know our progression towards a degree, mm-hmm. uh, what are our, our retention numbers like, um, and so making sure that our student athletes achieve in the classroom and through academics is a big part of our recruiting efforts here. Uh, many of our incoming athletes want to feel that they're coming to a college that really preaches the. Academic side of the house. Um, so, what would you say also about that same type of integrity with Macaulay Honors College and the College of Staten Island to students that are interested in applying and getting an education here? That there are going to be those opportunities post graduation. You've obviously mentioned a bunch of them, you right, know, with right. with your alumni. But you know, what are some of the six more more of the success stories you could share? You know, when you have well, that conversation
5: with recruits. One of the things that we um, recruit on is outcomes. Career at the end of four years, of a wonderful four years in which students have learned to become academically strong and think critically and write well, there is going to be um, maybe the next step in their careers, whether it's graduate schools, whether it's a job. Our, one statistic we can uh, point to is about 94% of our students who um, our alumni are in either graduate or professional school or a job that is in line with their major within um, six months of graduation. And we feel that that's very important and we work toward that starting freshman year. Um, so uh, again, some of our scholar athletes are, are in law school, and they've been to Columbia, they're working with PWC, they're working with UBS. We, we start working with students very early in other words in order to apply to an internship or a job you need a resume hmm. you need something on the resume <laughs> so it's it, that's part of the conversation so you you have to be well rounded you have to have great academics you have to be for athletes obviously Uh, star athletes, but you also have to think, what is your next step and how am I going to build my worldview? How am I going to know what to major in? I have to try different experiences. I have to intern. I have to volunteer. I have to get out there as soon as possible. I have to build my leadership skills. I have to build my soft skills, my interpersonal skills. And that is something we're very focused on.
4: And I think too, the... The six month out, ninety four percent, you know, sort of success rate is is really critical. It, it helps students, particularly this this kind of generation of students, to to feel calm. But I, what I often tell them in that first year workshop is the job that you're going to do in 25 years, hasn't been invented yet. You know, we, we have seen the rise and fall of the blockbuster, you know, video chains and 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 the internet, and it's not slowing down, it's just speeding up. We don't know what they're going to do. They're going to be working till they're 72. They've got 50 years after graduation. Life changes a lot in, in 50 years, and I, I think the kind of really dyed-in-the-wool liberal arts education that they get here, the kind of honest-to-goodness um, just basics of communication and writing and understanding the world that they live in helps them to make those critical thinking decisions later they really learn how to learn so that 10 15 20 years out they're constantly learning because they've learned a love of learning they're they're interested they're engaged and that will help them sort of surf the tide of of a changing industries that that, that we're entering
5: the way we like to portray the the program it is a it's a liberal arts education plus your major yeah Especially for engineers, it's not just one English class in their major because <laughs> that has happened. But it, it, students are well-rounded. Plus, they have very a very intense uh, academic major. Uh,
1: of your cohort, how many of them come in already knowing what they're going to major in, and how many of them come in as undecided?
5: They come in,
4: and even when they say they know, they don't know. I, I, I this is going to fly in the face of, of, of CUNY's current strategy. So I'm going to get in trouble for saying it out loud. I think, but I, I don't, I. They can, I'm not gonna stop them, but I'd try to make them not declare their major until the first semester of their sophomore year. Because I do not think they come in knowing what they wanna do. You think you're pre-med until you take that chem class or, and don't do well, or you think you're pre-med until you take that weird philosophy class and do amazing, you know, and you find the thing. It's very easy to, you know, be have early influence. You're a smart kid, someone's told you all along, you're gonna be a doctor, you're gonna be a lawyer. And then what those things actually mean is something very different. And so you have to come to campus and you have to try these general education classes and you have to really explore this as an 18, 19 year old adult and then make an informed decision. Um, so we tell them, I mean, we do look. If you say you're going to be an engineer, we want you to, we hope your math skills are strong. We don't, we're not looking to set people up for failure. But at the same time, it is so common to switch from the thing you put on your application that it seems to be, you know, kind of a, an administrative tomfoolery to, to have them uh, declare in, in freshman year because half of them will, will change by the end of sophomore year. And, and for the better, they find something that actually excites them, that's going to make them passionate and make them want to do that deep dive learning that we want them to do.
5: It is not uncommon for students to put undecided on their application. It's totally fine with us. About 20 to 25 percent do uh, list themselves as undecided. If they do have an idea of what they want to major in, that's totally great, too. Uh, And then we we can have uh, that kind of a conversation should they be interviewed.
2: Well, to your point, when I was a student here, I don't believe I declared my major until the very last possible (laughs) moment. And then I wound up working very fortunate for for me in sports and in athletics. And that's not something that was on my radar until beyond graduation. So I was very fortunate in that respect. But are you sports fans yourselves? Do you have (laughs) some favorite sports team? Are you involved in following any of the major sports teams do you have a favorite team
5: well uh, I, I come from a baseball family so I guess I'm a Yankee fan <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> <Lucky>.
4: <laughs> dodge. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> all, all
5: three of my children did uh, play sports especially my younger son who was a swimmer in high school um, and I'm a, a passionate Olympics fan so I can't wait to to watch the every sport that is that I can possibly watch but um basically a supporter uh, of athletics in in general because I think it's great in character development in so many ways
4: i've played field hockey in high school but i would not i am i am not really like a big team sports person but i i am um I have an, an active lifestyle. We, my, my family and I, we hike, we bike, We my, my husband and my daughter skateboard, you know, they do crazy things that make me nervous. Um, so I, I do really believe in physical fitness and and the value of having that kind of a healthy lifestyle. I don't think, you know, for all this brain talk, none of it works if the machine doesn't work that it's carrying around, and you have to have, uh, you know, good balance, good nutrition, you have to exercise, or your brain doesn't work as well. So I I just see the, the value in being active and and you know physically fit
2: how do people find out more about the macaulay honors college you mentioned some of the social media and the website Where do we go to see the great things that the Macaulay Honors College is doing and the effort that you're making? Okay.
5: Well, on the Macaulay CSI website, we have, uh, under Student Life, we have different um, stories about the students, internships, study abroad, research. On the alumni page, you can see some of the outcomes. And um, so those are like little testimonials where you can see who the person is and and what they're actually doing. And I think that helps students to sort of visualize, hey, I could be that person too. What are
4: Instagram and Twitter handles?
5: Uh, Well, Macaulay CSI Macaulay uh, Macaulay, uh, CSI Twitter um, they have daily activities we have announcements coming out all the time our Instagram has student life it has alumni it has events it has just future future pictures so you can see who the Macaulay students are what they do I think that's very helpful for students and
4: Macaulay Central the uh, the big uh, uh, Macaulay uh, they have their own website at macaulay.cuny.edu, and you can get an overview of all the Macaulay campuses, uh, and and so that's an interesting place to start too. So you can do some compare and contrast. Naturally, we think we're the best, but but Indeed. go ahead. We we're so confident that you can go ahead and look, and and you'll still come
5: back here. You can also visit campus. Uh, Our um, recruitment and admissions here at CSI does campus tours, and if you're interested in Macaulay, you can request that um, during your visit you come and actually visit the lounge and meet us in person. Um, We have several um, open houses and admissions events every year, and we post those online.
1: And how big is your entire team? in Macaulay Honors. <laughs> or, or am I looking at no, it? No, no.
5: We, we have
4: a, a faculty director, um, and then I'm the administrative director, and Anita is our, our program manager. And then there there are two front desk staff, and, and but that's it. Uh, and they're both, the front desk is both part-time.
5: Right. So we're, we're like a family. We're yeah. like a team. Yeah, really. We know each other well, which is, I guess, well, the way we like it.
4: Yeah. 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 And let me confirm, you guys
1: yeah. are the best. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Joe... You know, Joe brings up a a really good point because although, you know, a lot, of, a lot of what we talked about is just confirmation of kind of what we know. This has been really insightful. And I think that um, as a campus, um, you know, we can always do a, a better job of telling stories and making sure that people are well aware of the hard work and the effort that certain offices are doing uh, and some of the accolades that we're receiving and, and really what we're proud of. And there's a lot to be proud of. You know, there's so many parallels between athletics and Macaulay and, and all of our campus, all of our offices on this campus that are all working towards towards the same goal and it's nice to see that in action and it's really nice to kind of do a deeper dive into your program and learn more about you personally and some of the efforts you're doing. So I'm really thankful that you've taken the time to really meet with us and tell our constituents your story and uh, hopefully you guys will share the podcast as well (laughs) so that people can truly learn more about what you're doing because it truly is excellent stuff.
4: Thank you you for the opportunity. Yeah, this is fun. fun. Thank you. Go go Dolphin.
1: (laughs) Uh, So so that'll wrap up our segment. Uh, Ladies, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I hope down the road uh, you'll consider coming on again and letting us know some of the updates that your office is 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 having and some of the great and interesting stories that you could share because anytime we're talking about student athletes and their success stories we're all ears and we're and we're open to it so so thanks again for the visit (laughs)
4: Thank you. all
1: right so when joe and i come back we'll step aside when we come back we'll wrap up uh today's uh podcast once again you're listening to the dolphin pod right here on csidolphins.com
2: You're listening to the Dolphin Pod right here on CSIDolphins.com.
5: In NCAA Division II, student-athletes leave a lasting impression on their communities. That's because Division II student-athletes want to make a difference and truly be part of their surrounding communities. Through community engagement, thousands of student-athletes from various backgrounds interact with community members who view them as role models. This interaction leaves a positive and perhaps even life-changing
4: impression on all those involved. In Division Two, we rise to the opportunity and make community engagement ours.
2: Welcome back to the Dolphin Pod right here on CSIDolphins.com. And we're back here on the Dolphin Pod. Joe Foreman and David Pizzuto rejoining you from break. That was Anita Romano and Lisa French of the Macaulay Honors College here at the College of Staten Island. As I said before, Dave, a very insightful conversation, perhaps a world that we're not too privy to. We don't really know as much about the Macaulay Honors College as we'd like to, but we certainly learned a lot following today's conversation, and I hope our viewers did as well.
1: Yeah, you know, here's what we did know. We did know that they're doing some real quality work on this campus, that uh, the Macaulay Honors College is really a prestigious, you know, kind of community and and. Doing some exceptional things, uh, as we mentioned in the interview. Um, you know, we have several athletes that are Macaulay Honors College uh, athletes that we've been lucky enough to spotlight, or that we just pass in the halls and and find out what they're up to, whether it's their research, whether it's their extracurriculars, and frankly, what they're doing on the field. I mean, that's kind of what um, you know what what attracts uh, what attracts them to us, and um, and the work of Lisa and Anita, as you as you heard them say, you know, they're. They're two in a very small office, but um, what they're doing on this campus is truly exceptional and um, their stories. You know, deserve to be told.
2: Well, speaking of stories, Michael Storrs, my D2 story premiered right. on CSI Dolphins.com last week. So check that out if you haven't already. And if you're following us on social media at CSI Dolphins on Twitter and Instagram, you saw that Michael is one of six CSI swimming and diving team members in the Macaulay Honors College. So more information like that will be going out in the coming weeks as well. So certainly stay tuned for that. And be sure to tune into the Dolphin Pod next week as we're joined by Jordan Thompson of CSI Cross Country Track and Field. He will be our guest on our next edition of the Dolphin Pod. Until then, thank you for listening. This is Joe Foreman alongside David Pizzuto, your host. Join us next Friday for another new edition of the Dolphin Pod, premiering on CSIDolphins.com at 12 p.m. Eastern. You've been listening to the Dolphin Pod. Remember to
0: check us out next week when we bring you a brand new show and check out our archive broadcast throughout the year. If you have questions, comments, would like to be booked on the show, or have an idea for a show guest, be sure to leave us feedback, as well as catch all of our shows right here at CSIDolphins.com backslash podcasts. From all of us here at the College of Staten Island, thank you for listening to The Dolphin Pod.